Welcome into the Esports Network Podcast. We talk, of course, esports and everything that entails. I'm your host, Kevin Correa. Coming on the show right now, joining us for the third time this year, I believe it's been a long Overwatch League season. Have a very merry welcome for Matt Tasmo Taylor, the GM of the Dallas Fuel Overwatch League team. Tasmo, you've been on here before. I got to ask you every time, how have you been so far, I guess? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's good to be back. Uh, I've been good. You know, it's been a pretty wild season this year, but, uh, you know, now we've got to focus on next, so yeah, happy yeah, to be back. For sure, for sure. I mean, last time we chatted, it was back April-ish, I want to say. You guys yeah. had just come off a really cool, you know, uh, I think it was the first or second tournament win for you guys on the season, and mm-hmm. you kind of sustained it throughout the entirety of 20, uh, 2021. And so you, you, you assembled a team, you put it out there, they performed. How satisfied were you with this 2021 team that you put together? I mean, it's really the, the first year uh, of the major upheaval, if you will, they kind of put together this team and they kind of really blew my socks off. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, I mean, it was a long process, obviously, mm-hmm. that we got on like building the roster and, and working with uh, Rush and, and the rest of the, the team to get it done. And I'm just very happy that, you know, our, uh, you know, our upper management, everyone believed in the, the, the process and trusting in the process of what we had had to build. And I knew this foundation that we were creating and this culture that we had for this year was going to you know, pr- show success. And, you know, I wasn't too surprised by it, you know, because I'd seen what Russ had done in the past. I'd seen what these players had done in the past. And, you know, bringing them all together just kind of seemed, like I said, like a no brainer. And uh, yeah, very, very happy with how it all uh, turned out. I mean, obviously, all you can do from your position is obviously, you know, put together the pieces, move some, mm-hmm. some people around, put the talent together and, and the coaching staff together. And aside from that, you kind of just have, have to expect certain outcomes. Right? You don't really hope for, for the best thing. You kind of like, oh, well, we expect certain certain things to come about once you put these pieces in front of Rush and his coaching staff. I mean, what do those conversations look like between you and Rush when it comes mm-hmm. to, I, mean, I guess, uh, roster building or strategy, if you will, or really the, the overall composition of the team sure when it comes to roster building and, and strategy for the team I, I tend to you know obviously i have my own thoughts and ideas especially when it comes to the roster construction but uh for instance whenever i talked to russ uh last year uh about building the roster we had similar ideas in mind um kind of like for who we want to pick up obviously we still had tryouts we started everything else to go through um but at the end of the day like you know i trust in someone like rush because you know he has a um huge amount of experience uh with coaching players and you know having successful seasons so uh honestly for me um he has um been a pleasure to work with uh but when it comes with uh strategy and like in-game stuff i've never been someone that's ever going to have a uh team like talk where i'm going to be like here's the strategy you need you guys need to run i don't know if other gms do that but that's nothing i will never step foot into that realm because that is their realm and that is where they need to be uh that's their job and my job isn't to do that my job is to facilitate them and make things easy as possible for them to do their job if that makes sense so yeah yeah, i i I obviously i think i have a pretty fair knowledge of the game and i'm always curious about our strategy i always get in the in the know of it all so i'm always watching our scrims i'm always uh, paying attention to what we're planning to do and if i have any questions i'm obviously going to ask them but it's never been to the point where i would ever interfere with something like that Uh, i'm never going to say oh start this player or play this player it's like 
you know, I trust in what they, they do and I'm just there to help facilitate that. No, for sure. I guess when I when I said strategy, I didn't mean like, oh, you're in depth. You're like you're you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're telling people like, oh, get off that that hero. No, no, hey, I'm, I'm some s- people might some people <laughs> might do that. You know, who knows? Right. You know. I, so. I guess I was I was I was thinking more along the lines of like the strategy going into the offs, like who you mm. need to target, things like that. But but aside from that, uh, we'll, we'll get into that discussion a little mm-hmm. bit later. Uh, let's talk about the end of the season, right? You guys, um, sure. this past season. Obvious success based on what the results were last season. Uh, I don't think there was a, a finish outside the top four in any of the the the, the major monthly tournaments up until the end there at, the, at, at overwatching playoffs. Um, obviously, you know, not the not the outcome uh, some Dallas fans were expecting when it came to the the ending of the season, mm-hmm. but. I mean, something has to be said for the huge improvements you guys made in improving the team and and you know, kind of making it to where you finish the season. Right? Something has to be said for that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, at the end of the day, like when we built out this team, we knew it was a championship contender and a, t- and a team that could go out and win championships. And that's why we built it. We wouldn't have done it otherwise. And, uh, you know, I think it was, you know, at the end of the season, you know, we had a taste of success with the main mainly, but we knew that wasn't the, the end goal. The end goal was to make grand finals, you know, win a championship. And, uh, you know, we did fall a little short there. Um, but I, I will say I'm incredibly proud of our team's work ethic throughout the whole year. I know how much these guys were in the office working. I know how much our coaches hours upon hours of, of hard work uh, throughout the season. I couldn't be prouder of, of how hard they worked. And I mean, I know, you know, those games were tough because, you know, like, going forward, it's it's it, it sucks because, you know, I would at least like to have made that uh, championship match against Shanghai because I truly felt that we were the biggest competition against them all year. So, I mean, you guys were neck and neck all season. I mean, you, every monthly tournament, it was like, oh, what's Shanghai? What's Dallas going to do? Oh, another match between these two? Awesome. Mm-hmm. Let's go see it again. But it, it seemed like like they were the, your team to beat, right? And then obviously Atlanta kind of uh, coming up at the end of their season and, and kind of making a, a, their strides as well. Uh, what was, I guess, when you watched those last two matches against i guess it was was it shanghai and atlanta the, the last two and yeah yeah what was i guess your diagnosis watching those matches i mean was it just like those were they were just better teams that day or was there something that you saw that was like maybe we need to kind of address this come the off season yeah i mean uh, the the first thing for for shanghai i mean they were the best team at the end of the, the year in the season like yeah. at the end of the day like they definitely deserved their 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 championship and um I do feel still, like I said before, that we were the team to give them the best run for their money. Uh, it would have been a tough task. I think the first match, you know, we looked pretty good, but at the same time, you know, they were just the better team that day. But we knew that that wasn't the end. We could go into the losers bracket and and make a run there. Um, but then when we played Atlanta, it just seemed like that day. Yeah, like we were kind of off. We kind of had an off day. We weren't playing. Like we started off very hot. We played our first match. We won it pretty convincingly. And after that, we kind of. I think, you know, there were certain game modes uh, and the way it kind of worked out. Um, since Atlanta got the next pick on the maps, yeah. uh, they picked Hanamura, a huge uh, comfort pick for them. Uh, one of their best, not our best, I would say, because I think Full Sky would be definitely our best there. But uh, yeah, Hanamura was tough. We, you know, it was definitely a hard match to win. So they won that one. And then we go to King's Row, and I think that was the big one for us. Like yeah. a King's Row match. Um, people were wondering, you know, why would we choose King Row against Atlanta, who are really good at Brawl? It's like, well, we were one of the first teams who made the Brawl work so we were very good at that comp as well um and and kings was one of those maps which i wish there was more of in overwatch that is just basically whoever plays better wins and i know that sounds silly but that's just map that map just seems to be very balanced and very i don't know what it is i i think it's just a very enjoyable map i think a lot of players just like playing it and i think people you know it's just like the weight the style of play in that on the map just seems to be 
I don't know. It just it just seems like if you play better, you're always going to win. It's less like variables, I guess. Just in my opinion on that one. But yeah, that Kingsdale map was like the one where we really needed to win that because then we were going into escort, which was definitely our poorest game mode uh, throughout the season. Um, and uh, then it was a lot harder on Dorado to win that one, right? So yeah. that one was tough because if we made made it to map five, a lot of the times we played Atlanta, we would go map five against them and mm. end up winning it uh, in 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 the King of the Hills, which we obviously won the first map. So. Like I said, that was a tough one. I mean, I think if we had just played a little better, you know, at the end of the day, like on that King's Row and won that one, we'd probably sneak it and make it another, uh, have another rematch against Shanghai, because I really won that rematch. I think it's a different storyline. I think, obviously, they're a very good team, and I mean, at the end of the day, who knows if we could have actually beaten them, but I truly believe we were the best competition. I think, you know, put us in the grand finals against a team, it's a different, you know, technically, I believe we've not, you know, we're one and one against Shanghai in, in grand finals, to, in, in a sense, right? The May Melee and the Jinjiao. So mm-hmm. it's always been a pretty close matchup. And overall, I think actually we had a winning record, or maybe it was a tied record at the end of the day, but we, we matched up against them pretty well. Um, but again, they're a very good team and, and they look really tough to beat. But overall, I am very proud of the team and, and what they accomplished. I would have loved to make at least second, but. You know, we got a, it's a, again, a huge improvement for the last couple of seasons. I'll tell you that. <laughs> for sure. The fans are happy for it. And I'll tell you, you know, there's nothing shameful about losing to the eventual champions in that, in that playoff. So that's huge strides for me. And, and uh, as a personal kind of fan back here. So I, I applaud you for that. And obviously the, the off season is coming and well, it has come, but you guys already made your first big moves. You kind of, um, made some replacements, made some adjustments. Um, mm-hmm. what needs did you, immediately figure you had to address between you and the coaching staff and and the and the roster you had at hand yeah so after i mean it's a uh, unfortunate how, how it kind of lines up but it's it's a uh, pretty much immediate uh changes need to be made based off of like how it works you know mm-hmm. like we have to choose who we're going to option pretty fast like weeks right and uh you know that's not something obviously we want to do right away <laughs> you know you want to have a little bit of a breathing room for the players and everything but we knew that we needed to talk to our players pretty much as soon as possible to, one so we can start our plans and two to allow our players to have the best chance at having other options depending on what they want to do right so mm-hmm. um it was tough i mean like i said like call of duty had to do that with their championship team with empire and that, that you know that's that that was rough for them as, as well it's the same kind of situation with overwatch league and uh yeah we knew that we definitely were a championship caliber team, uh, but we just wanted to see, you know, what was out there and see what, what improvements we can make, um, be it mechanically or just like uh, depth on our team, or um, and, and what um, and just what uh, flexibility maybe we could get from from a couple more players in, into our uh, lineup. I mean, you guys immediately sign. I think it was like that that first week of October was just like sign, 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 sign. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like rascals added the coaching staff. You guys had Chio, mm-hmm. Edison, Gurio, and then mm-hmm. you lost them. Was like Jack Say, Pine, and, and Rappel. They were uh, kind of moved away from 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 the team. Obviously, uh, it's just super brief overview of the moves. By the way, there's I'm sure there's there's some more to come. This mm-hmm. offseason is still kind of moving a little bit slower now, but it's still moving. Um, with this kind of, I mean, now that it is slow moving, right? Where does this offseason shift for you now? You kind of have a good, solid foundation going into, I believe it's the January deadline for for uh, mm-hmm. for the the rosters to kind of be locked into place. I mean, what's the general focus now for you heading into? I guess we're still November, December, up until January. Yeah, and and just to quickly touch on the rosters and, and the players. Uh, first off, you know, with Pine, uh, Rappel, Jackson, those guys, you know. 
give it their all all season, you know, mm. and uh, you know, really respect and appreciate all those guys, you know, put you know so much hard work put in, and you know, it wouldn't have you know all of them helped uh, making the season successful. So, um, big shout out to those guys, but also yeah, with the with new additions, like I said, it's like new blood. We got like some new new faces, like some brand new rookies, some unproven talent, some some players that we feel like we can develop even more and and be even better than they were before. Um, and then you have, you know, Rascal coming back from, you know, who was on fuel at one point, you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, you know, very smart individual, very successful player overall coming in to coach and replacement of Yong, who, again, did a did a, a great job coaching as well. So, but yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I can just say this, uh, our roster construction is pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can just say that um, as far as like the amount of players we have there, there could be... We, we, this will never change and this will always be the case we are always looking we're always scouting we're always looking at other players and contenders or other teams and how we can bolster our roster but i will say that we were very satisfied with where we are right now we've filled our dps holes uh, that we had the season uh, last season we have um we have uh, strengthened our you know support line you know we've you know added um another great assistant coach so we're very comfortable with where we're at right now yes there could be another say we look at maybe another flex support but again overwatch 2 is still so far away we don't necessarily know how the game is going to be played but we do feel confident in having a big amount of flexibility in the dps line just to kind of add to that so yeah i think uh personally uh very happy with where we're at right now and i think getting in there early doing the tryouts early locking down the players we wanted uh we pretty much got every player we wanted like So, so that was that was good for us. It's not like we got a second pick or a third pick or something. No, these were our our choices, you know, throughout our tryouts, and and we didn't want to waste wait wait time wait and wait because if you wait too long, uh, another team could make another offer, another team, and then it's a huge old bit of war. And instead, you know, we want to lock these players down as soon as possible. And also, I think a lot of these players and and uh, Rascal wanted to join our team because we had a very successful season, and uh, so that definitely helped. Who knew that you know being successful kind of attracts more players to come play for you? Right? It makes it a lot easier. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, in the past, it's it's hard because you know I understand. Like, if you're not doing too well, like people are gonna have their doubts. But I think we're one of the most attractive teams to join right now. I think someone like Shock has always had that as well, where you know they've able to get players that potentially even had higher offers. You know, um, so it's 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 a good feeling for sure. I mean, you, you hit on it earlier. You, you talked about the kind of downsi- downsizing the the Call of Duty roster that Envy saw, and now mm-hmm. it's kind of happening to you guys with Overwatch Two. Uh, we're not going to address, you know, the, the delays happening. The game will be here at some point soon. You guys will play it, and and things will happen uh, come mm-hmm. April, I believe, is, is the opening opening uh, month, if you will. Uh, yep. So a little bit of downsizing of the teams. You're moving from a 66 to a 5e5. What changes have you in the end, I guess the, your team have to kind of be mindful of moving into a new iteration of the game. What's something that you didn't really process before the off season came? Yeah. So, I mean, downsizing it to the 5e5, I think, you know, I think it's very exciting. I think it the, for the game, it's, uh, it's a really good thing. I think the game is very hard to watch. If you're a casual viewer, uh, right now at 6v6, especially at the highest level with, you know, your Symmetra Moira double shield, like, you can't see anything. It's very hard to, to see so much visual clutter. But personally, I feel that um, Overwatch 2 and going into the 5v5 will be very beneficial. And uh, realistically, when we move forward, we weren't really needing to change too much, right? Uh, even though it's one tank, we don't necessarily know, like, what tanks are going to be viable, what tanks are... 
um, going to be the the strongest coming into Overwatch 2, right? Mm. And, um, you know, having Fearless and Hambins, both Roll Stars, MVP candidates of their in their own right, uh, it's something that <laughs> we're very happy about having them both back for next season. Uh, I mean, this gives us probably one of the strongest tank lines still. We're able to play everything we want to play, so nothing there is changing. And um, the big thing for us was adding more flexibility to our DPS line mm. uh, because we know that we we have a feeling that DPS is definitely going to be very important, even though it's always important. I just think with the added space, maybe of only one tank uh, that may be created, uh, DPS may be a bit more prevalent. And um, it's good to have just like a bunch of adaptability, flexibility. I think that's a big thing is flexibility for next year because it's going to be even more important for, for players to be able to pick up new heroes and, and then be able to, to learn new maps. And that's something that Rascal hopefully will bring as well to the table. He's, he's been known for some of the picks up he, heroes very fast when he, when he played, and hopefully he'll be able to help our DPS players even more um, kind of master their craft. So, yeah, there hasn't been major changes, I would yeah. say, uh, to, to our overall idea. I mean, it's still going to be Overwatch. Uh, it's still going to be like similar structure. It's just, you know, you're having one less player on there, but at the same time, you know, you want to have all your bases covered. For sure. I mean, and that, like, to your point about the DPS kind of becoming a little bit more important with one less mm-hmm. tank, it's, it, I see the moves you're making in the offseason, obviously, are to kind of help address that flexibility, like you mentioned. And so yep. you guys look well prepared heading into, uh, you know, the, the, the 2022 Overwatch League season. And so, I mean, to Overwatch 2, what has been the initial reaction to like these early builds you've seen? I know there was the exhibition match they had. Yeah. Uh, you kind of saw a little bit there. We've kind of seen, you know, test, uh, test days mm-hmm. here and there. What has been the reaction from the staff and the players? Is it kind of good, bad, and different? You know, kind of just don't really know until we play it kind of uh, <sighs> reaction. Yeah, it's kind of, you still don't know. I mean, it's so early. Like people are reading into it a bit too much. I mean, it's so early like that. that- mm. That build was so early. It's not even like 1.5. I would even say it's <laughs> not even close to Overwatch 2. I feel like it's going to be so different. Like, uh, but I mean, from for the most part, I liked a lot of the changes they made. You know, like the added abilities, the just the the UI and how things looked looked a lot cleaner. Uh, just the game seemed to run. I mean, Overwatch has always been a very smoothly ran game, so I've always liked that about the about Blizzard and how they've ran that game. So. All I'm looking forward to is just what they're going to come out content-wise, right? I'm hoping they come out with a bang, you know, when when it does come out. And, you know, lots of heroes, hopefully lots of new maps and everything like that. That's the big thing for me that I'm excited for. And I think the players are, you know, it's a bit different. It's hard for them to get, like, super hyped right now because they know it's still yeah. far away. Um, but, you, you know, they enjoyed it. It was just, you know, it's tough because they they were doing the playtest basically after they lost like the day after so oh, it probably wasn't the most fun time as compared to other times but i think it was good for them to like give some feedback and hopefully you know the devs you know will work with them as well and i know that you know the devs are listening to what we're trying to do and trying to build so yeah i'm really excited for it i think it's 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 needed though i'm really excited for what's too because you know it's going to be a really br- big breath of fresh air from what one so no for sure for sure i mean i'm i'm i only ask that question because i feel like I, I have to right because it's like yeah it's so far out of the like it's it's not coming till you know probably mid may uh, mid april something like that we'll get a good chance to really have uh league play with, with it involved but i figure you know it's something that players are on somewhat of a lookout for right and so obviously Definitely. with with this uh, this offseason kind of winding down for you i gotta mm-hmm. ask you this because i know this is we are what third fourth off season now does this <laughs> job get any easier for you as as the gm is just like man this was a really easy off season or compared to last year like this was a really like really dumb hard off season like how does this one rank up in your uh i guess your your personal experience 
Yeah, I would never say, I mean, they're definitely always challenging, but at the same time, they're always exciting for me. I mean, it's always like, you know, I mean, you're literally building a roster. It's, it, it feels fun, right? It's, it's enjoyable, but it's also stressful. I mean, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta make sure you do the right choices and, and make the right moves. But I mean, last season, for instance, you know, was very stressful because, you know, we were building from scratch. We were building a whole core and, and this year, um, we have that core, right? We still have retained a lot of our core players that perform really well. We have our coaching staff. We, and then we're just adding pieces that we think are going to help uh, bolster our team for next year. So I, honestly, it was still. I would never say. I wouldn't even say difficult. I would just say it was. It was challenging in the fact that like we still we had to act quick, and we needed to make sure we we got these things done because. We know all these players have talent, and the more teams that end up knowing that, the harder it is to get them right. <laughs> but uh, I will say, um, these uh, it did make it easier, like I said before, that we were a very successful team this year. And I think you know, having a coach of the year and rush and having this MVP organization backing it, uh, is kind of uh, massive. And the fact that we have like amazing fans in Dallas, and we got a little taste of the little mini homestand yep. we did, and hopefully more next year, who knows? But uh, you know, like, you know, it's something that I want to show the players, and I'm glad they at least got to play in front of their fans at least once this year, um, because, you know, that's the big thing for them. Like, uh, they deserve it. Like, all these players work so hard, so a big thing for me is is having them be able to play on stage and hear the roar of the crowd. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was a, it was an okay offseason. I'm not gonna not gonna <laughs> lie, it, was, it wasn't bad. I'm glad it's pretty much done and dusted. Obviously, we're still gonna keep on the lookout, look at how other teams are forming, what they're doing. You know, I'm always checking that stuff, and uh, yeah, uh, just really looking forward to the next one, even though it's so far out. <laughs> a whole year away from the next one, right? But I mean, <laughs> is, is, it, is it safe to say that like uh, the money is made in the off season for general managers? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. You could say that. I mean, but at the same time, it's 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 a team effort. At yeah, the same time, yeah, it's yeah. not just you know. At the end of the day, like it was a lot of uh, collaboration with the rush and stuff, and, and we we had ideas like I. We had, a, for instance, like Edison was on our radar for like the whole season last year. We were, we were looking at him previously. It just never worked out um, to do something like that because obviously he's with Atlanta. So, I mean, it's it's also you know working with the rest of my my management staff and with Hastro and everything else. Like it's it's a it's a team effort, and um, I am really happy on how fast we acted. Uh, sh- shout out to our uh, team ops. Um, Man, uh, <laughs> what am I thinking? What am I thinking? Uh, well, I, I always forget his uh, his actual title is. Uh, play, I don't know. He, Player team manager. Ops, I'm just gonna call him Team Ops guy. I could just to mess with him. No, uh, Graham Henry. Is, he's he's awesome. Uh, he's he's the guy in the shadows. He is always uh, working really hard, and he's the guy who really helps us uh, solidify uh, these guys in their contracts as well. So uh, really happy with how fast we got that done. So uh, shout out to him as well. Well, if you're happy, I'm happy, and uh, you know you, you've made a lot of Dallas Fuel fans happy, kind of making the roster that, that succeeded last this past season, I should say, and hopefully a roster that will succeed next season. So, mm-hmm. uh, best of luck. Uh, I know your off season is kind of winding down now, so enjoy the the rest, if you will, if you can get the rest, and uh, we'll see you probably come that opener in in April. So, best of luck, and and we'll see you then. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, I really appreciate it, and uh, yeah, looking for more success next year.
Uh, and it was another fifth season or something like that for you now. <laughs> it's it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. I'm cl- I'm coming up almost ten years with Envy, so yeah, we're goodness. There. Well, well, hopefully they threw a nice celebration for an anniversary or something like that, so you get that that, that nice kind of gas up uh, for <laughs> exactly. Hey, yeah, success is always nice, right? So uh, you know, got to go through some some lows to get some highs. So for sure. So obviously, uh, Matt, can't thank you enough for coming on the show, man. Appreciate your time. Thank you. He's Matt Tasmo-Taylor, GM of the Dallas Fuel, and I'm Kevin Correa right here on the Esports Network Podcast. Yeah.